Hello, you're listening to Dragonfly Heart Medicine Radio, a place where like-minded people come together to discuss spirituality, awakening, plant medicine, and more. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Dragonfly Heart Medicine Radio, and today I have a guest with me, and we're just going to go ahead and get right to it and have her introduce herself. Yeah. Hey, Kristen. Um, so my name is Lee and, uh, I live in Denver, Colorado. I moved out here several months ago from Atlanta and, um, I currently work, uh, with the university out here in research. Mm. Let's see. And what kind of research are you doing there? Um, so we work on, uh, telehealth programs. Um, I help to basically, um, develop and implement uh, telehealth programs um, in the field of uh, medicine. So learning series, case reviews, things of that nature. Very cool. All right. So we'll learn more about that later as well as other things. But my favorite, well, not my favorite, one of my favorite parts of the show, two truths and a lie. So you say two things that are true about yourself. And one thing that's a lie and then, you know, as a way to kind of get to know you a little bit. And then I try to figure out what the lie is. And, um, okay. Usually I'm pretty good, but <laughs> then I say that and end up jinxing myself. So we'll see how this goes whenever you're okay. ready. So, um, I enjoy reading three to four books at a time. I really love to travel and I love to cook. Hmm. Hmm. See, now I'm thinking about it too much and I'm like trying to analyze things, but you know, intuition's quick. So um, is the lie that you love to cook? Yes. (laughs) So you don't like to cook. I don't anymore. I I used to really love to cook. um, Mm -hmm. Like in my twenties, I was all Mm -hmm. about it. And now it's like, (laughs) I just try to make things that are like super simple. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of over that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love to cook too, but I think for me, it's more exciting when I have somebody to like share the meal with. So when I'm just like cooking for myself, it's just like, I don't know. It's not as fun. Okay. Right. But you like to read three to four books at a time. How yeah. do you like do that? I would- um, so I, I read like, a little bit from each one and I kind of like alternate between them. Okay. Um, so I really love books where I'm learning information. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I'm reading a book by Eckhart Tolle, I'm reading a book by Dolores Cannon. Um, mm. And then before I go to bed at night, uh, I like to have a fictional book because mm. I don't want to activate that part of my right. brain trying to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like, I like fantasy books uh, for that. I'm reading um, The Girl in the Tower, which is mm. part two of a trilogy. Um, and it's based in... Is it, uh, um, is it the first book, like The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? Is that a different book or is that the same thing? So this is a different series. Okay. Um, so the first book is The Bear and the Nightingale. Mm. And then the second book is The Girl in the Tower. And um, it's basically about this girl living in Russia, and she's a witch. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. All right, add that to my list. (laughs) 
Yeah, because um, I go through phases where I love to read and then phases where I'm just like, I can't even look at a book and read more than like a few sentences before I want to put it down. So I think it's because I kind of exhausted reading. Like there were several years ago I was reading books like nonstop and now I'm just like, eh, enough information, you know? All right, so back to you and what you do. So what would you say your like purpose and your mission is like here on earth at this time and how does that relate to what you're you're doing with your research and any other um, things you're involved with so I've um I've been working a lot on determining what that is like mm -hmm. over the last year and I'm still kind of working on it it's still a work in progress um and I'm just really listening to my intuition when it speaks to me and kind of like following the breadcrumbs. Um, so I've been, you know, I've, I've worked with plant medicine and um, it's changed my life a lot. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to try to give back in some way and, and help people along their journeys of, of healing and growth and development. And um so part of that is uh, one of my passions is flow arts. And so I flow with a couple different props. Um, but flow has been such a healing modality for me with some things that I've been through um, that I want to share that gift with other people as a tool that they can use um, to not only uh, – kind of like release and process uh, their emotions, but also to integrate their experience. Mm. So right now I'm working on, um, so I'm, I'm going to Bali in March to Ooh. take part of a, um, it's a women's retreat and there's also going to be some training uh, there behind um, basically on uh, neurosomatic healing with flow arts. Wow. And so is it kind of like, it's like dancing, right? With props in a way. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Just body movement with, with props. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Cause you know, I'm a, I'm a dancer and I've done, you know, ecstatic dance, which is all about move connecting, you know, your movement to, and, you know, using it to kind of go on a journey and to go deep within yourself and experience emotions and release things and process things because at least for me like I can meditate all day long but where the true like releasing happens is when I'm moving when I'm doing yoga when I'm dancing you know to like help move that energy because when you're sitting still like you might become aware of what it is you need to release but I feel like it's just so much easier than to like move the energy instead of just sitting still yeah, definitely. And it's, um, and it's so interesting, like when you're flowing with this prop, it's almost like you kind of like develop a relationship with it. Mm. And, you know, because when you're dancing with it, there's what you can see visually. And then if, if you have anybody else as a spectator, the things that they can see. Um, so there's like these like illusions uh, that mm. you can create where it might look one way to you and it looks a completely different way to people watching you on the other wow, side yeah 
and there's all these different um, all these different tricks and, and techniques and different movements that you can do with these props. And then what I like to do is not focus on on entirely on like the the stunts so much, but uh, more of your your own individual flow and how you express that. So I think that you know it's it's good to learn these different uh, mm. tricks, right? So yeah. you can like incorporate them into your flow, but really the flow is more of this really uh, beautiful expression of yourself. Um, it, it's like an art form. It's like, I, I view it as like, uh, like painting in space. Wow. So what's your favorite prop um, to use then with the floor? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have one favorite, um, but my two favorite ones, um, so the first one, they're called silk veil fans. And so it's mm. a fan um, with a long silk at the end of it. And they come mm. in all different kinds of colors and patterns. And you can also get different lengths. Mm. Um, you can have them super long if you want. Um, so those are really fun uh, to use. I like to use those during the daytime. And my favorite place to use those is at the beach. Um, because the wind at the beach, um, kind of creates this beautiful movement with the silks and it also, uh, requires a little bit effort from you moving them around. And it's yeah. just like this beautiful interplay with the silks and the wind. Um, and, and they're super easy to use. I mean, anybody can pick them up and use them right away and, and they're just beautiful. And then my other favorite are um, LED fiber optic whips. Um, and so those I use at night, um, obviously, mm. they light up. Yeah, and, that's so cool. And they, um, so it's like a, a bundle of uh, fiber optics, and then you have like a flashlight that screws into it. And so there's a light that beams out of the flashlight, and it travels down the fiber optics. And so it's also on a, a rotating swivel bearing head. So it creates this very like smooth flow mm. and the light creates these trails in space. Um, like if you take uh, like, um, what is it? Uh, time-lapse photos, mm -hmm. you can capture like the whole entire trail that it makes and they're, and they're wow. just Sounds kind of trippy too. Like I'm just like trying to visualize it. And I'm uh, like, Whoa. Yeah, it, it can be. <laughs> Especially if there's like multiple people, you know, like doing it together. Yeah, and I've, wow. I've actually um, collaborated with some people before where we've had like like two different people at the same time. So we'll have like one person in the front and one person in the back, and then we're kind of like we have people sitting in front of us. So using all the different like tips and tricks and techniques that we know and creating these different illusions. Um, we're able to kind of create like this multi-dimensional mm. light show for people. Wow. That was pretty cool. So now I just like, don't even want to do this podcast. I want to teleport to you in Colorado and do flow <laughs> with you. <laughs> I, I was like, forget everything else. <laughs> I would love so much, uh, to teach you. Yeah, that's, that's going to happen. It's on my, yeah. I need to add that to my 2020 list. I have like this long list of all these really cool, amazing things I want to do and people I want to visit. And that's going to, that's going to be on my list. Yeah, we'll make it happen for sure.
Um, so what, what else, um, are you, you doing, you mentioned, uh, you know, using flow for integration support. Can you elaborate a little bit on what like integration is and, um, how you support people with flow and other things? Right. So what I'm kind of envisioning right now is providing, um, like a, like a flow workshop at a healing Mm -hmm. retreat. Mm -hmm. Um, so people go to these healing retreats and this will kind of be a part of their toolkit. So Mm -hmm. something that they learn and something that they can take away and do at home to help them to integrate everything that's happened Mm -hmm. during the retreat. Yeah, because I know when you when you go on retreats, especially, you know, if it's several days, like a whole weekend or even longer, there can be, you know, so much information that you download, especially if there's a lot of meditation and time in silence. And it's good to have as many tools as you can. So that way, when you get back home, you can continue to process things and integrate what you learned into your life. So you can actually start to make shifts and changes instead of just being one of those people that's like, oh, I'll go to this retreat. Oh, I'll go to that retreat just so I can get like that high feeling and feeling connected to everything. But then like, I'm not going to do any work to try to maintain that state outside of the retreat. Yeah. And I mean, to me, it's just really fun. It's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's not something that I'm like, oh man, I have to go do this now. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's something I'm like really excited to do. And it's, it's just a lot of fun. And, um, I think this really speaks to how much that it helps to incorporate a sense of play in us is mm-hmm. every time that I'm out um, in any kind of public setting doing this, I w- always have children running up to me and asking me about it. <laughs> oh, what's that? Oh, can I use it? Can I play with it? And um, they're just like so curious about it. And mm-hmm. um, I think that as adults, we kind of lose that connection with ourselves um, with that, with that sense of play. And so this, this kind of also helps to bring that back Mm. into our lives. Yeah. We tend to take life so seriously. It's like, I don't have time to dance and play with props. I got to go make money. You know, (laughs) I don't have time for that. Yeah. (laughs) All the excuses we make for ourselves. And so why do you feel, um, that integration is so important and why do you feel like assisting people in integration is a part of your life's mission and purpose? Great questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's two parts. So why mm-hmm. do I think that integration is so important? So I really think that um, integration allows us to really crystallize mm-hmm. the experiences and the downloads that we receive. Um, because if we, you know, let's say we go to a retreat, and we have this experience and then we come home and we just go back to what we were doing before um, and we don't change anything in our lives, um, then we can't really expect any change anywhere else, right? Mm. So the things that we experience and the, the things that we are learning, we need to incorporate those lessons back into our lives. Mm. And when you don't do that, you're not, you're not going to see much growth happen there. Um, so that's why it's so important and allowing space between retreats also. So not, you know, going to a retreat every weekend or every month, you have to really like allow time between for that to happen and just like to sit with it. 
um, and incorporate those changes into your life. Um, so I think that's really why it's so important um, to have to uh, have integration. Mm -hmm. Um, I forgot the second part of your question already. I know. I was too. I was like, so why is integration so important? And then I guess it's kind of, you, you partly answered it too. And just, you know, why do you feel like you want to assist people in that integration process? Um, just because I've realized how important it is. Um, and I, and I think not, um, I think while there's uh, many good intentions at a lot of these retreats. I think there's also a lot of gaps in needed services. Um, mm -hmm. And like one, of, like one of those services is like psychological integration. Yeah. Um, I have a background in psychology and um, I know that, you know, I, I was seeing my own therapist for a little while. And when I came back and I tried to, discuss these experiences with her, you know, she just doesn't really understand because it's not something that she herself has experienced. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's really important to have somebody that you can go to and, and ask these questions like, um, you know, what does this mean? Or like, what do I do with this now? Mm -hmm. and, and I think that there's a really big need for that. Um, so I think um, there's definitely a reason why I was brought to flow arts and why I was brought to the medicine. And I've, and I've always kind of felt like I wanted to be in service to others. And I, and I think that that really gives us like a lot of fulfillment in life. And so that's really, that's why I was drawn to it. And, and that's why I want to pursue that. Yeah, it's beautiful because I, I definitely agree with you as it's people go on these like really amazing magical retreats and it's like you're in this nice little bubble and then you come back home and you're like, whoa, it's like the earth as you know it, your life as you know it is just completely ripped out from under your feet because sometimes you learn, you become aware of like the stories you tell yourself and you become aware that most of your life is a lie. And you're like, okay, well, where do I start restructuring my life so it's my truth? And it can be really overwhelming if you don't know where to start. And I know I've talked to some people who come back from retreats like this and they end up going through like periods of way worse anxiety and depression than they've ever experienced in their lives because there's such a contrast now between what their life is and what they want their life to be. Right. And it's like we go through this metamorphosis where, mm -hmm. you know, we become like a new different person than we were before. Mm -hmm. But then we're coming back into this environment where we've changed and nothing else has. And so, you know, there's almost like this cognitive dissonance that happens. Mm -hmm. Like, what do we do? What do we do with that? Right. So, yeah, integration is very important. So, I'm glad that you're starting to put yourself out there and show up to these retreats and offering something as beautiful as flow arts to help people, you know, add something that's easy for them to do at home, you know, and for themselves to continue to work on and process their healing journey. And do you want to share any bits and pieces from your healing journey? Uh, oh man. Um, so, uh, so my 
I guess my my awakening really began in 2018, so it wasn't that long ago, but I feel like since that happened, a lot has happened in a short amount of time, mm -hmm. a significant amount of growth. Um, you know, and part of that has been my commitment to doing the healing and taking responsibility for that. Mm -hmm. um, but I've, I've been working with um, plant medicine. Um, I, I started working with plant medicine in 2019. Um, mm -hmm. And that really propelled my growth and my, and my awakening in so many ways mm -hmm. and really changed my whole outlook and changed my perspective and connected me, uh, connected me again to the source of everything and connected me to myself and to my highest self and, and my intuition and allowed me to really feel into my heart space. And it just allowed a lot of healing to take place and just recognizing that it is my responsibility. And, you know, I've been able to do a lot of shadow work and mm. um a lot of processing and uh releasing of traumas and and really old programming and um you know things that no longer serve me yeah and i think that's beautiful and one of the things i really like about plant medicine is it is you have to definitely be ready because it's like a fast track you know because it it opens your awareness Quicker, I think than a lot of other modalities out there and so you have to be ready to have that level of awareness of the things that no longer serve you because it's like instead of just shining these little tiny flashlights it's like you get the spotlight on all of your shadows and all of your limiting beliefs kind of at one time so that's where once again you know the integration comes in okay because you it's hard to you can't deal with that all at once so you have to figure out where to start you know and it's like just you know the one of the biggest metaphors is that onion you know you peeling it one layer at a time because if you try to peel the whole onion or eat the whole onion i mean it's gonna be like way too strong and you know it's like oh yeah, my gosh exactly and it's like you know if like let's say you go and you sit with plant medicine and you, you start getting these messages from your highest self that says, um, you know, hey, you need to make some changes in your life and, and these are the changes you need to make, mm -hmm. right? And then you come home. If you don't listen to that and you don't incorporate those changes and then you sit there and you wonder, why am I still depressed? Uh, you know, why, why is my life still going this way? That's why. Yeah, you have the answers to what to do to change. It's like about exactly. changing it. So what were some of the, the things that you changed it or changed it? That's not even a word. <laughs> that you changed or shifted um, like first after your plant medicine experience? Yeah. So um, one thing I did, and I had kind of been leaning towards this anyway, is I, I watch a lot less television. Hmm. Um, and the, the television that I do watch, I'm selective about what it is. Um, so I no longer watch anything with like violence, mm. um, like war movies or a lot of action movies, um, nothing, no, like horror movies or scare, scary movies or anything like that. Because, you know, now I understand that like, 
the energies from what we're watching, it really does affect us. You know, you wonder why sometimes, you know, I used to watch a scary movie and then I'd have a nightmare that night. And it's like, I mean, no wonder you had that nightmare is Mm -hmm. because you're, you're feeding, like you're giving your, your mind this certain type of food. Like, what do you expect? Right. Mm -hmm. You are what you eat, whether it's like literal food or like what you're watching, what you're reading, who you're talking to. Exactly. And I think that that's, um, society doesn't really understand that diet is not just the food you put in your mouth. It's totally Mm -hmm. encompassing. It's the things that you see with your eyes. It's the things that you listen to. It's mm-hmm. the energies of the people you're around. It's everything. All the senses, you know, not just limited everything. to taste, even what you smell, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I am super, super sensitive to smell now. <laughs> Me too. It's like I walk in a room and I'm like, whoa, what is that? Or sometimes like I'll meet somebody and as soon as they walk over, I'm like, oh my goodness, like I can smell like their shampoo and body wash that they use. And yeah. I'm just like, whoa, this is different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, my social media, so I went on my Facebook mm-hmm. and I really intentionally started cleaning that up. Yeah. And so, you know, if I had friends that were on there that like maybe I never met in person or never talked to or, you know, didn't really align with, mm-hmm. with how I felt at the time you know, I just would remove them. And, you know, if I had, if I saw posts on my feed, like, um, maybe it's like a really negative energy type of post, you know, I'm probably going to delete that person. So, um, and then adding, adding people to my friends list to um, vibrate like a really similar frequency. So Facebook used to be like, kind of not so great of an experience for me where I'd be going through my feed and I'd be getting like depressed, like, Oh my gosh, like look at all this stuff that's happening in the world. And now it's a really positive experience for me. And so when I'm scrolling through my feeds, I see a bunch of really inspirational and uplifting messages. And I, I like that stuff. I like seeing that stuff. It makes me happy. It does. I went through a similar thing, you know, on my Facebook cleaning things up and yeah it's like now every single thing that's on my feed is like encouraging messages or like just uplifting stuff that warms my heart and makes me actually want to be on social media instead of just like oh my gosh there's so much hate in the world blah I can't take it you know (laughs) yeah Yeah. yeah, definitely um so you mentioned shifting what you watch on tv and cleaning up social media were there any other things that you did, maybe even minor things that helped to create, you know, really big shifts for you? Yeah, I mean, and these things might seem like they're minor, but they're really not when you look at the big picture. Um, so, like, I I cut out alcohol for my life, mm. and I, um, I didn't really drink that much at, at the time that I made the switch, but um, the more that I learned about uh, the different vibra- vibrational energies mm-hmm. of the different things that we consume, I was like, you know, I don't really even like this stuff that much anymore, so I'm just going to cut it out, you know? Um, and another change was uh, really watching the language that mm-hmm. I said to myself um, mm-hmm. and, you know, making sure that I was treating myself with love and compassion and forgiveness and not 
you know, not criticizing myself. I think a lot of people um, kind of fall into that trap of self-criticism. Um, so that was another thing that I changed. Mm. Um, and yeah, just, you know, really paying attention and learning about vibrations and frequencies. I know um, as spirituality uh, is trending, you know, a lot of people like to say like good vibes and high vibes, but it's so true though. It's so important, you know? Um, we have to be like really careful about that. Mm-hmm. And um, making little changes in my living environment, um, you know, like there's, there's things you can do to raise the vibrations uh, in, your, in your space, like adding plants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you can cleanse with sage or maybe like a smudge spray, um, listening to music at like higher frequency level. And I've gotten really into um, also um, listening to, uh, I think it's called like a sleep hypnosis. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So as I fall asleep at night, and I don't do this every night, but some nights as I fall asleep, as I fall asleep, I'll listen to this sleep hypnosis because um, the theory behind that is even though you're falling asleep, your subconscious is still listening to this message. Mm -hmm. And when your subconscious listens to the message, that's when it actually can get crystallized in the brain. Mm, Yeah. I like all of those suggestions and I've done most of them too, especially like the, the alcohol thing. I never drank that much. And then recently I just like all of a sudden was like, I kind of want to see what it's like to drink alcohol again. And then I heard this voice like, no, you don't. And I was like, yes, do. And so I went to a Mexican restaurant with my boyfriend. And I was like, I'm going to order a margarita because I just want one. Ooh. And it was like the biggest margarita ever. So I was like, like well, I'm not going to drink. Margarita. It was like a medium. So it wasn't that, that big. Okay. But like, and I was like, well, I'm not going to drink all of this. I'm just going to have, you know, as much as I feel like and see what it, you know, what it does for me. I took one sip and I was like, whoa, like, yeah. this is just weird. And my boyfriend was like, you're going to be okay? I was like, yeah, like, I'm fine. I drank one sixteenth of it approximately, like barely any of it. And I felt like crap. It was like my vibration just instantly lowered. I felt like I used to when I was just like, my thoughts were really negative. I felt really just depressed and heavy. And then I went, we went back home and I just like laid on the couch and fell asleep for like four hours. Cause I was just like, I can't take this. I'm just going to sleep it off and then drink a bunch of water. And he took a couple sips of it and admitted that it was pretty strong. And so like considering I hadn't drank in several years, but at first, you know, because I was in that mind state, like I wanted to go back and like criticize him. So like, you knew that's why you, you don't drink alcohol anymore because it makes you feel this way. And why'd you do it? And blah, 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 blah. And then I just paused and I was like, because I needed one more reminder why I don't do this anymore. And now I know that this is just a temporary state of mind. It's not going to be like, I'm not all of a sudden going to now be depressed again because I had this one drink. I'm aware enough now to know how to shift it. Thank you, alcohol, for this lesson. You know, Exactly. (laughs) It was rough. It was a hard lesson. I was like, yeah, not again, never again. Then I asked my boyfriend, so what are you going to say when I want a margarita again? And he just laughed and looked at me and said, you want a virgin one, right? (laughs) And I was like, good answer. (laughs) Yeah. Those margaritas can be strong. 
Yeah, I mean, this one was like, I don't, there was like mostly tequila and like a splash of some kind of mix in there. It was, wow. it was crazy, but yeah. And, um, but I do feel like that happens sometimes as we grow and expand and we develop new habits every now and then these old habits will come back up or like temptations and we try it again, but because we've done so much work to like shift things, it's like just such an instant contrast and hits us really hard. It's like, wow. And that was another thing it allowed me to do is celebrate how far I've come. Like, wow, like this used to be my vibration all the time. And now it's like so much different. So, you know, thank you plant medicine and thank you yoga and all the things. And I'll be able to say thank you flow art soon. Yes, you will make that happen. <laughs> yeah. So is there anything else you want to share about your healing journey or are you thinking of starting some kind of like integration coaching business? Like what are, what are your plans with that? Yeah, I'm not really sure what the plans are yet for that. Um, so my my Bali training is at the end of March. And then in April, I'm going to continue training with my mentor. And that's, I think, an additional four months. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm hoping like by the fall of this year uh, to have something set up where I'm actually offering group classes and mm-hmm. one-on-one classes with that. Um I am uh, helping to facilitate a women's retreat in April um, in California. So I'm going to be able to, uh, I guess, um, do one of my first um, uh, flow art workshops at a retreat there. So I'm excited about that. Um, But yeah, that's so far. That's that's what I have planned. That's so exciting, though, like your retreat where you get to offer that and share it with other people and combine it with, you know, some other modalities and things. I'm excited for you. And it's going to be it's going to be so amazing. Um, I really uh, I I felt really drawn to work with feminine energies and to Mm -hmm. work with women. And I think there's something so special. Special. You're doing. You're doing my making up words. (laughs) (laughs) There's something so special about um, a a female-only container, um, and and there's something about that. uh, This sense of uh, safety Mm -hmm. and security, um, and being able to really let go and be vulnerable. And there's something Mm -hmm. so beautiful about that. so I'm really excited to be working with this women's group and it's going to be a goddess flow retreat. And so, um, everybody will be embodying a specific goddess for the weekend. So it's going to be really oh, that's cool. Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there who I think are really frustrated with all this, like women's empowerment, women stick together, women's retreat, this women's retreat, that. And like the men are like, what about us? And it's not like we don't like you. And it's not that we don't feel like, you know, the divine masculine. It's not like there's no healing to happen there. It's just, I don't know, something about 2020, because almost every woman I've talked to has a similar downloads of information of uniting women and focusing on women retreats to, because, you know, we do feel more safe when we're together 
And I think instead of men complaining and feeling left out about having, you know, not being allowed to these women's retreats, maybe they should be doing men's retreats, you know? Oh, they totally right? <laughs> need to be doing men's retreats because we also need to heal the masculine. That yes. That is vitally important, just as important mm-hmm. as well. Um, because that's been damaged a lot. You know, men don't mm. feel safe expressing emotions or crying mm. or touching each other, you know. So there's a lot of feeling that needs to be done around the masculine as well. But what I would say to the men who maybe are, you know, feel like left out, um, I mean, besides, you know, um, participating in, a, in, a, in an all-male retreat, and I, and I know people that do that, by the way. If anybody um, needs to find out information about male-only retreats, please contact me. Um, but I will say, if you have reservations about these um, women-only groups, I think it's really important just to take a step back and just to really think about what has happened to the divine feminine over the last... I don't know, few, several centuries, right? Mm-hmm. What, it, what has happened because, you know, in the beginning, there was more of a balance. Mm-hmm. And then the masculine energies took over and it became out of balance. Mm-hmm. And so now we need the feminine energies to kind of take a step forward so that we can become more in balance again. I mean, both energies are equally important. And every single human being has both of those types of energies inside them. It's not, you know, if you're a woman, you just don't have only feminine. You have feminine and masculine energy. And the same for men. Men have also feminine energies, right? But, I mean, if you think about how women have been suppressed and subjugated um, over the last few centuries, like really look at history and look at the types of things that have happened to women. We really need to stand up right now and rise up in our own power. Yes. Mm -hmm. For sure. And like you said, it's all about balance. It's about finding the balance between the masculine and feminine in society, but also balancing the masculine and feminine within you, which I think comes, it's another, it's just another layer of integration. It's not just integrating experiences you have at retreats, but integrating all those different parts of yourself. So you become whole and complete like you were when you were born, you know, when we're children, we don't understand that there's really any duality. It's where we learn about it. Right. Exactly. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I think we're getting close to our time together. Is there anything else you you really feel called to share before we wrap up? Um, I think you've covered a lot of really uh, good things that I wanted to talk about. Um, And like I said, if anybody would like to reach out to me to discuss anything we've talked about today, um, they can contact me via email. Um, Okay, yeah, I will have your email um, in the description. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I'd love to hear from anybody. Awesome. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And we'll have Lee's contact information available. And if there's any topics you want to hear in future podcasts, feel free to contact me as well because we want to not just talk about stuff we're interested in. You know, we want to know what you're interested in as well. All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening.